The reading this morning is taken from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 10, and beginning to read at verse 19. This can be found on page 1208 in the Church Bibles. A call to persevere. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is the word of the Lord. Yes. Well, as Claire has mentioned earlier, we are continuing our current teaching series on Dare to be Different, Distinctively Christian. Now, a test for us. How many have we done so far? Can you remember? God and work? God and time? And one more? God and our gifts. Wow, well done. So good on gifts, good on work, good on and time. Um, and today we'll be looking at uh, God and family. So a young girl goes to her mom uh, and she said, she wanting to know, Mom, where do we come from? Uh, and her mom being wise, she said, well, we come from, from God. God created us. In the beginning, God created Adam and Eve. And then they had children, and their children had children, and, and so on. And we are their descendants. And a few days later, the mom went, uh, the little girl went to her dad and asked the same question, Dad, where do we come from? And he said, well, once there were monkeys, and, and, and we are their descendants. So the girl was really confused and went back to her mom and she said, Mom, you told me that we descended from Adam and Eve and God created us. And, but when I asked though, go, uh, 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 Dad, he said, we come from monkeys. And her mom said, well, I told you my side of the family. <laughs> <laughs> and he told you his. <laughs> so when I tried this joke with, with my family, uh, my daughter decided, that uh, true, all dads come from monkeys, all moms come from uh, God. So, 
Um, but today we'll be exploring uh, what it means to be uh, in, in God's family. Before we do that, why don't we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you that we can call you Father. And uh, uh, we, you have invited us to be part of your family. Lord, would you open our hearts and minds so that we can hear clearly what is it uh, to remind us what it means to be part of your family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we know, we know uh, uh, artists by their most important creations, don't we? So if I were to call a name of an artist for you, uh, can you tell me what their most important or their most uh, uh, important creation is? Are you ready? So if I were to say to you, Michelangelo, what would you say? Yes, he's painting at the Sistine Chapel. Well done. Uh, what about if I were to say uh, Beethoven? The, 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 yes, symphony number four, the fifth symphony. Here it is. Yay. <laughs> okay, what about if I were to say to you, <laughs> George Lucas? Oh, great. Yeah. I didn't get the music for it, so you can't have it. No, don't. It's okay. So, uh, as you can see, uh, each masterpiece reveals something of its creator. And the same is true for God. We catch the glimpse of the artist's work by reading the first two chapters of Genesis. We know that God spoke galaxies into existence. He formed the mountains, he filled the oceans, he planted the forests uh, with magnificent range of colors and variety. It's also evident uh, to see God at play, the play side of God, when we see some of the funny side of creation. Well, the hummingbirds, the ostrich, the skunks. But I think the most, the masterpiece that reveals more about God than anything else shows up when God made something called families. Families are God's greatest masterpiece. You are God's greatest masterpiece. When God created you, he was, I think, showing off, looking at you. Families are God's greatest masterpiece. Families are close to God's heart. And in fact, they were his idea in the first place. From the beginning when God created man, he said it's no good for a man to be alone. And so he created a woman uh, to be his helpmate, suitable for him. Then he blessed them and he told them to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. My wife and I take this command seriously, that's why we have four children. Um, and, and, and he blessed them and he asked them to be, to be fruitful. And even after they fell into sin... God continued with his plan for the family and even spoke prophetically when he said he will bring salvation through the seed of the woman that he created. And later, after the flood, we know that God again repeats his command uh, to his, to, to the, about the family when he said to Noah and his sons, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. God did not stop there. He continued his plan when he chose Abraham by miraculously giving him a son in his old age. And then it goes on. All the way down to the fullness of time when he sent his only son Jesus to be born in human flesh, to live and die for the people he himself had created. 
But sadly, when we think about families, uh, many don't have great memories because families are not always perfect. And I speak as a son, as a husband, and as a, as a father, that no family is perfect. Because we live in this, uh, 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 in this uh, fallen world. The nature of sin has this devastating effect on the family as well as everything else that God has created. And interestingly, looking through the scriptures, there are only four chapters in the whole of the Bible that sin has not affected. And they are the first two chapters of Genesis and the last book of Revelation, chapter 21 and 22. Otherwise, the whole of the Bible, the scripture, has many tragic stories about families. It shows the devastating effect of sin on family. So if you are thinking, not my family, we are really far gone from God, from what God can do for us. Well, think again. Why don't you have a look at the, at the movie? feel that uh, I'm not good enough for God to do his purposes through me, uh, think again. It was through people who are ordinary people like you and I, God was able uh, to do his marvelous works. Uh, Despite our failures and despite our uh, individual and family failures, we know God does something wonderful. Uh, When God does something wonderful in the world, he often uses families. When God does something wonderful in the world, he often uses families. Let's look at this. For example, when God created the universe and all its glory, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit happily went to work making all things that there is. The relationship of the Trinity uh, shows us the analogy of family relationship. When God wanted to turn the garden and tame the wilderness, what did he do? He instructed the family composed of Adam and Eve and to take, uh, instructed them to take dominion over the world that he created. When God wanted to preserve his righteous seed from destruction of the flood, what did he do? He chose Noah and his family to preserve the human lineage. And when God wanted to bless the world, with the righteousness that is by faith alone. What did he do? He appointed Abraham. In whose family, he said, all the families of the nations would be blessed. And then when God wanted to bring salvation to mankind, he sent his only begotten son, Jesus. And then Jesus, the son, created a family, the family of God. He established his church, which is composed of the spiritual brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers. 
This family is what we call the church of the living God, which is the pillar of the grounding of the truth. Therefore, it's important for us to remind ourselves uh, uh, that we are that important. God created us for a reason, for a purpose. And we need to remind others, this generation, that God created uh, the family as an important element of working his purposes out. Families is the first place on earth that culture is made. It is uh, formational of all other cultures. It is therefore no accident. The entire story of redemption is embedded in the family terminology. The Bible begins with the marriage of Adam and Eve and ends with the marriage supper of the Lamb where the bride, that is the church, is married to her husband. And last but not least, when Jesus, uh, before he went up to heaven, by the way, uh, Ascension Day was last week, he instructed uh, his church, his followers, uh, saying uh, that uh, go into all the nations, he said, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And so when we take on the name of Christ in baptism, as we have done today for Lexi. We become the journey of becoming part of the family of God. Now we know that God uh, uh, is the author of family, and we know that God does amazing things through family in this world. So if you are wondering, so how do I become part of this family? Well, there are only two ways to get into a family, aren't there? You can either be born into it, or you can be adopted into it. And fortunately, God does both for us. He called this special way of being becoming part of God's family, the, 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 the biblical terminology is being born again, or called uh, being adopted into God's family. The Bible uh, says this, this is grace. It's not something that we've done, but it is his gift, his grace. Grace is, uh, uh, is something unmerited, something undeserved that God gives to each one of us. And so he opened the door for us so we can become part of his great family. So, God is the author of family, and he does exciting things through family, and he opened the door for us to, for us to become part of his family. But what is the value of having a church family? Well, we only need to go back to the first church in Acts 2. When Jesus went up to heaven, we have a a detailed account of that distinct church family in Acts 2. It says this about that church. Then they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to breaking of bread and prayer and by using their resources to give to everyone who had need. So the first church was quite distinct in every way. It was distinct in its worshipping, in its gathering, in its studying God's word, in its giving, in its affecting others that was around it. And so the Bible places importance of the church family unit because of these reasons. That same reason that the church was formed in the first place is the reason that you and I exist as a church. So the church family is a place, that distinct, unique place where we study God's word together. 
a church family provides that consistency of Bible teaching, either from the preaching from the front here or from being part of a small group, either children's group or youth group or adults group or women's group or men's group or, or being part of the seniors group and so on. The church family is called to grow uh, together, to uh, sparing on uh, together as we have heard. And also the church family is a unique place uh, where we honour God together through worship. There is a unifying factor when believers worship God together. Whether it is through music or through worship, uh, through preaching or through serving. The family of church is a unique place where we find accountability. The church provides this framework of accountability. Once relationships grow and friendships form, there is someone to encourage you. There is someone to rebuke you when it is necessary. There is someone to rejoice with you. Accountability is crucially important in the battle to overcoming sin and temptation. And the church family is a great place to find someone to pray with, to talk to, and to confide in. And the church family is a place where we find support in times of trial. When trials come, a support system is so crucial. When uh, we are in need, what we need is brothers and sisters in Christ to uphold us in prayer and assist us in practical matters. We are told in Galatians 6 that we are encouraged to carry each other's burdens and in this way, it says, we will fulfill the law of Christ. It was, I was so proud on, on last Monday when we, the church came together for the Thanksgiving service of Dennis. Uh, the church at its best coming together, helping the family. Uh, Sue and the family. It is fantastic. So the church uh, gives us that, uh, uh, that opportunity to support each other. And of course the church family is a place, a unique place, where we gain opportunity for service. We do not only receive support from the church, but we also get an opportunity uh, to serve others, to support others. When we are close, uh, in close fellowship with other believers, we know when they need support, we know when they need a prayer, and we can step in and help uh, in practical ways. In an age, we live in an age when uh, the culture is increasingly secular. It is beneficial, therefore, for uh, us, for like-minded people, believers, to always meet together. These brothers these sisters can encourage us in our faith journey, uh, responding, to our, responding to our questions of spiritual issues that we might have, and to be a support time uh, in times of hardship. The church family can also give us the opportunity to serve and disciple others. So we know that God created the family, the church family on purpose. He created it for a purpose. He created it with a purpose. As I said earlier, when God does something wonderful in this world, he often uses families. I wonder what wonderful thing is going, God going to do through you, through the church family. God has been doing so many wonderful things through this church in the past. 
And we are stepping in into what God is going to do in this new season of church life. Later, Tom will be uh, telling us a little bit about finding your place, an opportunity for us uh, to be used by God. But I wonder if God uh, wants to do something. If he does, if he wants people like you and I to do something wonderful, uh, will you be there? Will you say yes to him so he can do his wonderful works? And the only way we can find out how God does that is by not stopping, as our reading, uh, as we have heard in our reading, not stopping meeting uh, together so that we can find his purposes for us. A few uh, years ago, I went to Germany to visit a friend. Um, and uh, my friend insisted that she wanted to buy a present for, uh, for my family, for our family. And so we went around the shops to try to get something. And we came across this one, this game. I don't know if you've come across it. It's called Quirkle. It's a fantastic family game. If you haven't got, uh, get one. It is brilliant. So uh, excitedly, I brought it home. And we opened it. And we wanted to know how we can play it. And all the instructions were in German. Uh, that was uh, kind of was sad. So we tried to make our own rules. Uh, so all of us came up with uh, a rule, but none of it kind of made sense. And at and, and the end, what did we do? We went to Google, of course, as you do, and we found an instruction in English. Oh my, when we got that instruction, uh, it wasn't what we thought. The game was created specifically for a special reason. And it was fantastic. It was never close to what we thought uh, it was. And we enjoyed it. I wonder, I wonder, do you know your purpose as a family? What is our purpose? And the only way we can find out to be part of the wonderful thing that God is planning for you and I is to remain, not to be tied together together and finding out what God has in store for us. Let us consider, our reading says, how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up, meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day uh, approaching. There is a sense of urgency in that. We need to continue not giving up, meeting together so that we can be part of what God is designing, what God is planning uh, through us and this in this church. Now, a moment I would like us just to invite you to stand and just reaffirm our faith in God who is, who's called us to be part of the family. So would you like to stand please as we say these words together? And so we say... We believe in God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please be seated.